for being here for yet another episode of Tuesday with Tamika, where you all already know what our principles are. But if you are new to the podcast, my name is Coach Tamika, and I am your life and relationship coach here to help you with some pivotal areas of your life. One of the things that we believe is lifting as we climb, turning every single trial into a treasure, living a life to inspire and not impress, and allowing God to fully restore us. So as you guys always know, I, or as you guys know, I love to give kind of a word of encouragement to start the podcast, podcast off. I call these our anchor statements or our anchor thoughts. So here in Southern California, we've been having some weather. And I say that with air quotes because I know other parts of the country, they're like, we, it's always below 50 or it's always, you know, all these things. But for us, this is really new for us to have like, you know, below 40 temperatures or for as today, the wind is really blowing here in Southern California and it is cold, it is chilly, and it made me think about just what some folks are going through. You feel like there is a storm on the inside, and if you had to identify your emotions, your life right now, it probably feels like a windstorm. Things are tossing to and fro. Things are, it's like things are all over the place, and as you know, when the wind is blowing, Things get into your eyes, things get into your ears that make it hard to see and that make it hard to hear. I want you to know that there is a refuge and there is a safe place, not only in God, but especially in God, we have like a safe place and a refuge, refuge, refuge. <laughs> you guys know what I'm trying to say. So um, no matter what storm is blowing on on the outside, when you find yourself in Christ, in like dwelling in him, living in him, you are safe and he can guard your eyes and your ears. So I just want to share that. And then I also want to share this before I bring on my beautiful, beautiful grass. And I just feel like she is really going to minister not only to you all, but to me. I feel like there's something very special and, and sweet that's going to be about this podcast. But I want to speak to the person as we are in the second month of 2023. And you are, you feel like you, maybe you made the wrong choice. You feel like that thing that you set out to do, that you said, you know what, I'm going to try this, or I'm, I'm going back to this. And now you're starting to second guess your choices. I want you to do something that I'm learning to do more often. And that is to be still and know. Literally go back to what God said do. What you see on paper and what you may be dealing with currently they may not match what you had and what you have now. What you had may look greater than what you have currently, but there is a peace, there is a joy in what you have now. So I want you just to be still and write down all the reasons why, even if it is a mistake, it's still part of God's plan. And with that, I want to bring on my very special guest. Hey, sis, you have a minute? 
Hey sis, you got a minute? Hey sis, you got a minute? Hey sis, you got a minute? Hey sis, you got a minute? I do. Hey Tamika. Hey everyone. I'm Laura Ancone and I'm a Jewish believer in Jesus Christ and love him dearly. And I'm really excited because he gave me a ministry called Gospel Glass. And it's really about a metaphor of our lives and how we live and what it's like to come to the Lord and how we change. And so it's just so much fun to be able to tell people how great Jesus is and how much fun he is to have as a Lord and Savior. I love that gospel glass. So I, I'm assuming, and I, I don't want to be someone that assumes, but that analogy that I gave about the wind and, and just being tossed to and fro, I can only imagine that before coming to Jesus or really falling in love with him, that I can like tell that you are like in love with Jesus before that moment. There were probably some windy or some stormy days in your life. Can we talk a little bit about that? Oh, I have many. Uh, you know, some people would talk about the dark night in the soul. I had dark decades. It really was bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's interesting. I was always an artist as a kid. The two favorite things I had when I was little is I liked to hum and I liked to draw. And <laughs> that was just always kind of my go-to default. And it was interesting because I was raised in a Jewish democratic, liberal, secular, competitive environment. And as a sensitive artist, it was very, very hard on me. And when I do my art, when I would do my music, I'm spending time with God. Now, as a Jewish person, we're taught love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. You know, the Shema is hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you love your the Lord, your God that way. And so for me, I always did really love God and he was my refuge. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that the God I was praying to all of those years was Jesus. Wow. And it was interesting because there were so many times when I was just having the hardest time. I couldn't keep it together. I was just a broken mess. And if I tried to do something, it just never worked. And mm -hmm. I just felt it was just hard. And I, I now know, and having read the Bible a number of times that I've been under a lot of curses from ancient Israel. Mm -hmm. You know, my ancestors were the lovely ones who said, we'll take his blood on us, Pilate, and we'll give it to our, you know, the curses be on us and our children and our children's children. Thanks a lot, fam. <laughs> you know, <laughs> great, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I don't even really think they understood it. You know, I don't think they really knew what they were doing, but I got to live all those curses in Deuteronomy. And when I would give my life to God, my life never got better. Wow. And when I was 44 years old, I was, it was 2007, I was in church, I'd been with some friends, and it was Easter Sunday, and I was listening to the pastor, and he's saying, you know, God's a gentleman, Jesus will not come where he's not invited, and he won't stay where, you're, where he's not welcome. And you have to invite Jesus to come into your heart, invite him to be your Lord and Savior, and he will fill you with the Holy Spirit, you'll have forgiveness of sins. Well, I knew I was a sinner. That was really no doubt. I'd spent many years crying about being a horrible, wretched person. <laughs> you know, like that, that was, I didn't have a problem with that. I was arrogant and I was certainly, you know, confused and, and really lost. But, you know, I knew I was a sinner. That wasn't hard. And so I said, all right, you know, and the thought that crossed my mind, because I felt God there. And the thought that crossed my mind was, you know, I've tried everything else. I had tried New Age. I had read about metaphysics. I had tried Indian sweat lodges, you know. And so I'm like, all right, I have to do this altar call. Great. And I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Uh, you know, I've tried everything else. I might as well give Jesus a try. I've never tried him. Why not? 
I wasn't doing very well because I never was doing very well. Mm -hmm. And so I went up and I asked Jesus to be my Lord and Savior, fill me with the Holy Spirit. I had no idea that anything was going to happen. Mm -hmm. I really did not understand. So I come out of there and my friends are like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you're good. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I can try Jesus if this doesn't work. You know, I can try Buddha next. I mean, show me what you got, Jesus. I, I really didn't know. I mean, it's like... And later he, you know, but what was interesting is I got filled with the Holy Spirit. And I mean, I had this joy and my life didn't get better. You know, two weeks, within two weeks, I had lost a job. I had lost friends. I was no, no more, you know, better off than I was. In fact, I was probably more confused, but I had this peace and this joy in me that was amazing. It was like, I didn't even worry about it. It It's like I had the Holy Spirit. I'm like, this is so cool. This is like the best thing ever. And Later, I think it was a few months or so, Jesus revealed to me that he was the God I had always been praying to. Mm. And I was floored. I was like, are you kidding me? All (laughs) those years, I'm pouring my heart out to God. I'm praying to him. I love you so much. Can I please just be with you? I, I can't do it here. Just please let me come home. Can I just be with you? And then I'm blaspheming his name because I didn't wow. know. Yeah. I'm like, you let me do that all those years? I'm like, gosh, you are really loving. Mm-hmm. You are really loving. Amazing. And it's not like, you know, I, I've just been a real piece of work. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not one of those, oh, you know, you magically changed and you became kind and the fruit of the spirit came pouring out of your heart. I mean, I had years of, of garbage. That, you mm-hmm. know, he just had to teach me what to do with and. And being an artist and 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 doing that, what was interesting is I remember when I was younger, you know, I do art, I would do music, and I was so altered because I was in this wonderful place of peace, of creativity with God. I come back into the world and people would be all freaked out and everything, and I just didn't understand. So I couldn't care about what I was supposed to, and that's part of the reason why I just felt like I just can't do this life. Wow. And it was so reassuring to me when I read in the Bible that, you know, whoever loses his life will get it and if you hate your life then you belong to me I'm like I must belong to you because I've hated my life (laughs) I've hated this world I've hated this life Satan just you know I was just I was I was constantly kicked around by Satan you know the what I didn't understand was the spiritual battle that goes on in our mind is really intense and I did not know up until even like three years ago that when a negative thought came in my mind, I didn't have to accept it. And it wasn't necessarily from me. And that's where Satan attacks us is in our thinking. Mm -hmm. And I learned to reject those things and to say no. And I can tell myself the promises of God. And I can tell Satan, you're going to hell, get out. Yeah, I don't need you anymore. And the thing that's, I think, the most profound to me and I think I probably heard it, but it didn't sink in until just recently, is that when we're saved and we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we are given the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Mm-hmm. The authority that we have in Jesus's blood is astounding. Yeah. And our words are really important. You know, Jesus was talking to the, I think it was the Pharisees, and he called them a brood of vipers, you he know, sure and he did. was like, you know, and he said, how can a good a good tree is going to produce good fruit. A bad tree will only produce bad fruit. And I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Oh, one of my favorite. And the thing is, is that what we're speaking, you know, when God created the world, it was he used the word and the breath of the Holy Spirit to create things. And I didn't come up with that myself. I heard it in a sermon. 
a lot of what I hear is good. And I try to reference the pastors I hear it from because I like to give them credit because they're really, really smart. But the thing that's interesting is that when I speak, I'm creating something. Mm. And a while back, I can get geeky with things. And God brought superposition into my awareness at one point. And superposition is a part of quantum physics. And superposition states that when something is observed, it becomes negative or positive based on what the observation is. It's not negative or positive until it's observed. Mm. And the thought that God gave me was, wait a minute, Adam and Eve did not know the difference between good and evil until they ate of the fruit. So before they fell, we lived in superposition where everything was just God and everything was just good. And there was peace. And the thing that was really interesting to me is that I've had to learn to stop my mind from deciding and judging things and deciding negative, 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 or positive, and just say God. Mm. Because my mind was so trained from being young and being in all these environments and bombarded with, you know, rock and roll and all that garbage mm-hmm. to say things that were speaking death into my life speaking Mm. sickness into my life speaking curses and I don't have to decide something is bad I don't have to label it as bad I can just say you know this is God it's a blessing Satan's the one that's going to try to tell me pick bad pick bad pick bad and I'm just like you know he's going yeah 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 and I'm going no 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 (laughs) I'm not going to do it anymore because it, it hurts and it's a really interesting discipline to get to where I'm not reacting the way I used to. It's it is like literally a daily practice. It's interesting. Oh, there's so much that I want to like pick your brain about. But literally this morning, um, as I was preparing for my day, because um, I have like, you know, a little sinuses and, and my mind is trying to tell me, oh, you're getting sick. You're getting sick. Right. Or, oh, it's so cold. You're going to get sick or, you know, like all this negative. And I stopped and I said, I'm not, you know, I just have a runny nose. Like that's, that's, it's just awareness, right? Everything is just awareness. And what you do with it, if you choose to make it this negative thing, that's, what's going to grow. If you choose to like over, you know, make it this grandiose thing and really make it an idol, which a lot of times we do, that's what's going to grow in your life. And that's what's going to manifest, right? So it's it's really like, um, I this, this coach that I used to know years ago, he used to call it the super life, exactly what you're saying. I, I, you, what did you say? The super positioning? Super position, yeah. But he would say like, we can call on the super life. And I didn't quite understand it because I was trapped in like this constant trying to choose whether it was negative or positive instead of it just is. It, it Like everything literally just is. So I, I want to know, do you really believe here on earth we can be super positioned. And if so, what does that look like for us? And how has it shown up? If you believe it to be true, how has it shown up in your life? That's a great question. And really the kingdom of God, when Jesus came, he said, the kingdom of God is at hand. And when we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, we are living in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to Mike Womack, no, Andrew Womack, and he was talking about how when we're saved, our spirit is the Holy Spirit and that's whole, but our bodies and our minds are the things that are still kind of broken up and messed up. And what happens is the spirit wants to flow through us, but our minds need to allow it. Mm -hmm. So we have to choose our thoughts. We have to choose what we're doing. And it's everything is God blessed. So 
in living in the kingdom, it's making a decision of if it's happening, it's good because everything that God created, he said was good. And what I have to remember is that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, steadfastness, faithfulness, self-control. Okay. And the Bible tells us that we are to control our tongue mm -hmm. and that what we speak, we can speak life into our life or death into our life. And so as I'm living and as things are happening, Satan wants to come in with an attack. If there's a change, he wants to try to scare me. He wants to try to make me angry. He wants to try to make me sad. He wants to try to throw me off because when I am in praise and I'm grateful and I'm joyful and I am in love with God and I am excited about the blessings, Satan can't touch me. So it's almost as if if I want to go, let's say God is over on point A and Satan's over on point B. I'm focused on God. Satan's going to try to do everything to distract my attention so that I turn away from God so I'm not moving toward him. So I have to ignore Satan and the distractions and what's going on and keep moving toward God. And the more I focus on God, the more grateful I am, the more I live in heaven. I have the most blessed life ever. And it's not because stuff doesn't happen, but God's amazing. I'll give you an example. So I moved into this house and it needed a lot of work. And I just kind of noted what would be done. I was like, okay, God, well, you know, we dedicated the house to him and, you know, prayers and everything with my pastor and people in my life that are close to me from church and stuff. And I said, okay, God, it's your house. You'll, you know, whenever you want it. So in April, we had a big hailstorm golf ball size hill and when I had moved into this house the sellers had had the roof redone so it was pretty new it was only I think like eight months old or something like that well there I was praying to God because I'm seeing this hail and my car is in the driveway and I'm like God please protect my car <laughs> just please protect yeah. the car okay and I'm watching these golf ball size hail being thrown over and around my car it's like the angels were batting them away Okay. Well, hailstones hit my roof in places so hard they tore the shingles. Wow. That's how hard the hail hit. Okay. So I, you know, end up with doing an insurance claim and everything. And then in the process, you know, through all this, my dryer breaks and I try to get it fixed. It's not getting fixed. And I'm like, okay, God, you know, and I have learned to just follow when he tells me to do things. So I'm waiting and, you know, he hasn't, he's like my bank account. Like he gives me money <laughs> as I need it. You know, he's my 401k because he provides. So I had to wait by the time the insurance company put everything together, they replaced the roof. They replaced the HVAC system. They replaced the window screens. They replaced the gutters. Like there was all this damage that was done to the house. My car didn't have a scratch. Nothing. Wow. Cause it was pretty great for, right? Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, it's that I was able to get all this work done and then get a dryer. And when I got the dryer, you know, all the prices went up like crazy. The week I was getting my dryer, Lowe's just happened to have their Black Friday sale on major appliances. So I saved a ton of money on stuff, you know, and so it's always his timing. And the thing that was interesting is that like during this time, I'm hanging up my clothes. I'm hanging sheets over closet doors because, you know, I'm doing laundry, but I'm not putting outside their bugs out there. Thank you. You know, <laughs> you know and I'm not I, I didn't want to go to a laundry mat because I just want to wash my clothes because that's convenient. But, you know, it never bothered me. Wow. There wasn't a, you know, and it's a choice of deciding that if something's going on, God has a reason and his timing is always worth waiting for. And so Laura, would you say some of those distractions that come? And so it's literally like a detour, right? 
Uh-huh. The distractions are a detour. So the, the word of God says when, when Jesus was praying, he said, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So he taught us that what's going on in heaven can he- happen here on earth. I believe it's in Matthew where he says, um, um, whatsoever things are in heaven can be loosed on earth and whatsoever things are bound in heaven can be bound on earth. Right. And so the distractions, I love that you said that word. Literally when I was in prayer this morning, God was telling me, beware of distractions, beware of distractions. And so I was like, okay, what's the distraction? We got this little puppy. That's a, that's a, and, and although it's cute and it's, and I love it. And I'm like, oh God, you gave me this puppy because I love animals, but he's a, she's a distraction because the moment I get to pray, right. She starts tearing up stuff. And then I'm like, okay, now I'm tending to the dog instead of tending to God. But I feel like you're going in a different way. And us going from point A and point B, those distractions that cause us to leave heaven on earth and really like go to the devil or go, you know, start feeding into what he's saying. Give us some practical like examples of what those, because I, I, I can hear my listeners. I got you TWT family. And I want you guys to write this down because I can hear you guys saying, well, I don't, there's, I'm, I'm done with the distractions. I don't allow things to distract me, but I think they're subtle. And then we don't realize what they are. And it's like inch by inch by inch. And before you know it, you're in the middle and you're like, how in the heck did I get from living on heaven on earth to now in this hell or closer to this hell? So what are those distractions? Well, the distractions are always a subtle thought. It's always a thought in your mind that, okay, and it, and the, the enemy is not very creative. He uses the same thing. He uses fear. He uses guilt. He mm. uses sadness and he uses anger. Those are yeah. basically, you know, the four arrows that he wants to shoot into our minds. And so what we have to really pay attention to is what are we allowing our minds to think and kept, you know, Paul says, take every thought captive. Yeah. Okay. And so we bring it to the cross. We bring it to Christ. So it's basically, it's a decision. Um, for me, what I do is I have scripture printed and put on every room. I have Bibles all over the place. I have worship. I play guitar in our worship team. And the benefit of playing on a worship team is I have worship songs playing in my head all day long because I have to <laughs> learn them for the weekend and, and we're playing them all the time. So it's, and I have a morning routine of reading the Bible and declarations and writing thank yous to God and praying mm-hmm. and worshiping. And I just recently learned, I was listening to Derek Prince, he was a pastor before, where worship is not singing in church, worship is bowing your head, putting your hands up, being on the floor, you know, when people would see God, they would fall on their faces. When Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane, he fell on his face to pray, he was on his knees, face down. And what I realized is that I hadn't been doing that, and I was like, okay, so I got on the floor and, you know, face down and, you know, I'm like down there and thinking, boy, I haven't done anything like this in a while, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was like, I'm determined. And I felt demonic stuff leaving me. Wow. I felt it going. Because and- you know, Laura, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I have, gosh, this is so good. I had a moment this week um, where I did that because I, I started to think of the scripture, enter into his gates with Thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. So when we go into the court of heaven, like 
thank you, praise, worship. That is like a secret passage. Like that's how we go into and we uh-huh. get free of things. And a lot of people don't see God, Jesus, as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the ruler of all, right? So when we, whenever you go into a courtroom, you bow before you bow before, you know, here in the Western world, we don't like literally bow, but we submit to the judge. And so when we go into praise and worship, we're submitting. And so that's like this bowing. Go ahead. Yeah. So what was interesting is that, you know, God kind of let me know that while I said he was in control and Jesus was Lord of my life, I was still kind of sitting in the throne. Mm. It's like, okay, so I wanted him to be in the throne. And then I'm like, well, can I sit in your lap? You know, because you're supposed to approach the kingdom like a little kid. And I'm like, well, can I be in your lap? Because I want to be, I want to stay as close to God as I possibly can. So it's making a decision to dedicate Mm. my life to God, but also everything I've decided, everything is good and God is in control. And if it's happening, he's, if he's allowing it, it's to bless me. And so I have to stop thinking, I know what things mean. Mm. And I'm the kind of person who likes my own opinion. (laughs) I think I'm right because it makes sense to me. And I can be, and and when I really think I'm right, I'm usually really wrong. And it's (laughs) it's just like, and the, the scripture in, in Philippians to really value other people. You know, as I've been focusing more and I read the Bible at night and I do declarations. I think there's a book called Daily Decrees that my friends gave me, uh, Brenda Kuhneman, I think her name is. And these decrees are great, you know, because we have to declare things to ourselves. We have to be able to remind ourselves about who we are in Christ, what God's promises are and continue to tell ourselves those so that's why i like having scriptures in the room because i can read it i can look at the cross there are things that remind me of of god and i've gotten into bible studies because you know where two or more are gathered he comes with us you know that's why a conversation like this is so cool because it's like okay jesus come on down let's talk yeah let's have a wrap and so but a lot of it's a decision, you know, I'm a very, very stubborn person, you know, I'm those stiff neck people that you read about in the Old Testament, and they were fetching and complaining and carrying on and nothing was okay and nothing was good enough. And oh, my God, why <laughs> did we leave Egypt? It was so good there. Stupid, right? But, you know, that's, I think part of, you know, when I look at, and I read the Old Testament, especially because I feel that in my blood, because that's mm-hmm. my heritage. Yeah, Those are your people for sure. Yeah, I really feel like in some ways when God was looking at us all and looking at his people and realizing how we were being attacked by Satan and how easy it was for him to completely mess our thinking up and completely get us to go against God over and over and over again, no matter what, you know, when God would say, hear my promises and everything like that, we just couldn't do it. We just couldn't do it. And I couldn't do it. And when Jesus came for that sacrifice and, you know, it astounds me that he did that for us. Mm -hmm. It is astounding. But that love, you know, people, Satan likes to lie and people don't realize that their sins are already paid for. They're already forgiven. And the only thing that we need to do is ask him for that forgiveness and submit our lives to him and ask him to be our Lord and Savior. And, you know, Jesus said, come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And his yoke is is light and easy and he's humble and gentle. And he is. And Satan likes to lie about it. You know, it was funny. I was in a Bible study with some women at our church. And this one girl said she didn't want to become a Christian because she didn't think she'd have any fun anymore. 
Mm-hmm. And and I said, well, how's it been since you became a Christian? He goes, oh, it's so much more fun. I'm like, well, we got to <laughs> tell people that, you know, it's so much more fun to be a Christian because it's not about church and it's not about rules. It's about this love that we have inside of us that is so astounding and so amazing and God wanting to give us so many things. And he made everything so he teaches us how to live and everything he's taught us to do and everything that he commands makes my life better and better. I don't mm-hmm. miss anything in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't miss the anxiety. I don't miss the stress. I don't miss the, you know, and, and I certainly, you know, anytime Satan wants to come around and, and tell me stuff, it's like, look, you are going to hell and I'm not get out. I am not interested. Yeah, that's, that's not my thought. And the tricky thing is, is that, you know, people like to speak death and speak negativity and i learned how to do that and i had to unlearn how to do that and Mm -hmm. so when i'm when i'm in a conversation with people if they're saying you instead of i like well instead of saying you know this is how i feel about this and this is what i think and you know when when i do this this is what happens to me they say well you know when you do this this is what happens they put it Mm -hmm. they say you instead of i well, if someone just listens to that, they're accepting that into their being and yeah. they're agreeing with it. And when they agree with it, they accept it. And that becomes something that they're living with as a reality. I didn't know I was doing that. Well, I am, no, roadblock, sorry. And I have to do it silently a lot. I'll say no to myself. They're not talking about me. No, I don't accept that. No, I don't believe that. No, that is not me. No, that's not my life. I am healthy. Mm-hmm. I am phenomenally well. Mm-hmm. I am happy and joyful and gracious and blessed and amazed with God every single day. Mm-hmm. And no matter what he does, the thing that's funny too, is like Satan wants to make us think that we have to have what we have and we have to hold on to it and, and be scared if we lose something. It's like, you know, God has everything and creates everything. You know, Jesus made money in a fish so they could pay taxes. Yes. <laughs> he created bread. You know, he fed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish because, you know, he he blessed it and, and was thankful for it and saw what he needed to do and it happened. You know, mm-hmm. we have this power that Jesus had. God doesn't have to pay me money through a job. Right. He doesn't have to provide for me through what I know exists today. He took care of house repairs that I had no budget for. Wow. And it was all tax-free. It didn't even change my tax bracket. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. And and so, you know, we get to choose things. And I was listening to uh, Andrew Womack again talking about healing because we have, we're already healed. Mm-hmm. In our spirit, we are already healed. Yeah. And so if we recognize that, we tap into that and we say, I'm already healed anything that we have will just go away. Yeah. Sometimes faster, sometimes, but if we, if we understand it, we're thankful for it and we know it and we step into it and live it, we change who we are. We can change how we look. Yeah. We can change how, and our behavior changes because we take that on. So we have to tap into it, but you know, and he's done a lot of healing with people. And he said, there's some people who don't want to get healed because even though it sounds good, they don't want to give up certain things that they get as a benefit because they're sick. Mm. Some people are on disability. Well, they don't want to have to figure, they, they get scared because, well, what if I have to go get a job? And then what if I don't like it? And then, you know, they're kind of comfortable like in their world of where they are. And it's like, you know, we all have free will. We all do. And we get to choose the kind of life that we want to live. Mm-hmm. And if somebody out there is under curses and in a mindset of 
not feeling like that's possible. It's because that's something that they were taught and got into the habit of doing and Satan's continuing to feed that. So the main you talked thing about that, Laura, I want to go there really quickly. Um, before we talk about your beautiful business, you talked about being underneath those curses. And you know, it was really like their bloodline curses, right? And generational yeah. curses, stuff that you you may not even had any um doings for them to come up on you, but it was just part of your bloodline and part of the generation. What are yeah. some <laughs> yeah they, they, thanks so much for being here right and I think all of us can say that right like some generational curses and families are like divorce or like low self-esteem anxiety like there's some things that come into our bloodline because our grandmother did it our great grandma like all these people just continue to pass those things down because they didn't allow God in to truly heal those areas so what are some things that you did or something like, did you renounce? Did you repent? Like, how did you relieve yourself of those curses? Well, it took me a while to figure out that I had curses because I wasn't really sure what they were. And some of the family curses, it was interesting. I was listening to Derek Prince and he's got uh, a video, Barriers to Healing. Mm -hmm. And he takes people through prayers to get rid of the barriers. And one of the things that the curses that come from being in the occult, so yoga and crystals and Freemasonry and, you know, some of the dabbling Ouija boards and going, you know, reading a horoscope and getting your tarot cards read and all that stuff. And I was just like, oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. 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 I mean, stuff I had forgotten I even done. And so, you know, it was really making declarations, you know, acknowledging Jesus. And it was helpful to find, you know, there's some different people who have really spent a time do spent time working on deliverance and have deliverance ministries. Mm -hmm. And so I started looking into that. And Derek Prince has some really good videos on YouTube that you can find on deliverance and breaking curses, breaking strongholds. And the thing that I love about him is that he is straight out of the Bible. He is straight out of the Bible. And that's what I really look for in a, in a teacher. Robert Morris had a series um, earlier this year called The Five Ministries of Jesus or The Ministries mm -hmm. of Jesus. And he went through some healing prayers. And that gave me some real breakthroughs. Another thing is that, um, you know, having a prayer language with God, you know, being being baptized in the Holy Spirit. You know, we get baptized and, you know, we get saved and we get the Holy Spirit. But then... There's asking God to really be baptized in the Holy Spirit where we can really pray in a prayer language, you know, mm. and I think some people get weird about speaking in tongues because there's been some things that Satan, I think, has done to, you know, kind of He's perverted it and twist way. that. Yeah. But it was interesting because um, my pastor had given me a book. Jimmy Evans had written. It's out of print now. Ten Steps Towards Christ. And it talked about praying in tongues. And I was brought up you know, when I got saved, I was in a church that said that praying in tongues was de demonic. Wow. And, you know, I love how Satan got into the church to teach believers how to do everything wrong. So we couldn't have the true authority we have in Christ and be empowered and actually live happy and be healthy and healed. And I think God wants us to be happy and healthy and healed, which is mm -hmm. why he came. Yes. So when I learned that, and I asked, the Holy Spirit, you know, I asked to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I asked, you know, please let me receive this. And I started being able to pray in tongues. I don't do it publicly. It's my, you know, private language. And when I started doing that, a lot of things changed because that's one of the pieces of the armor of God is praying in the spirit. Yes. And a lot of denominations now will say, oh, you know, 
the gifts of the spirit aren't here anymore. Well, sorry, mm-hmm. you're not God. God put it in the Bible. And as disciples, we are supposed to be casting out demons, raising the dead, healing the sick, doing all this stuff. And a lot of us aren't. But the other thing that I, I keep in mind that has really been important for me is that Jesus didn't do anything that he wasn't told to do by God. He always said that this was through his father and he was saying what his father told him to say. He was going, he was led into the wilderness to get tempted. He didn't just decide to go there. So I'm not going to go decide to do stuff. And I think for me, Jesus had to be on the throne of my life before he could open up some of these opportunities for me to get healed and to, and to speak about some of these things, because it's about him. Like with what I'm doing with gospel glass, which we're going to talk about, I'm only going where I'm invited. Mm. If I'm invited, I go. Yeah. You know, I will, you know, for podcasts, I'm, you know, letting people know about it, but it's where I'm being invited is where I'm going to go and share. And the thing that's interesting to me about some of these things is that right now there is a revival happening. Yeah. Oh, yes. You know, God has been very patient and a lot of his people, a lot of his children have been kicked around pretty good by the devil. And I think he's about, he's about had enough of it. You know, I feel my spirit just in a way, like I've never felt my spirit wanting to get out and talk and do things because I've never had this drive in me. I mean, I was talking to my pastor. I'm like, this is really different for me. But part of it is because I asked Jesus to be (laughs) on the throne of my life. And I asked him to use me and to use this ministry of what I'm doing. And guess what? Here we are. But I'm okay. But I'm okay with it because I want to help inspire people to know that God is the best gift that you will ever get. If you know, asking Jesus to be your Lord and Savior is going to be the greatest thing you ever decide to do. It is easy. It takes no effort at all. It's it's really very simple. And on the Instagram page that I have, I have prayers to give your life to Christ. You know, uh-huh. I've got a variety of ones from different pastors and the sinner's prayer. You know, <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff there because all you have to do is ask. In fact, I led someone to Christ and we prayed because it's really a simple prayer. And he was like, that's it. And I'm like, yeah. And it was interesting because after we prayed, I saw the light in his eyes. Wow. I saw the spirit in him. Yeah. I absolutely saw the spirit. Oh gosh. I love that, Laura. I was having a conversation with somebody this week because there are a lot of denominations that teach, um, you, the spirit is not in you until you speak in tongues. Right. And I was trying to explain that, that is like um, the power that comes. It's a gift and it's the power that comes. Like once you have your language, it, it, there's like, because the enemy can understand what we're saying right now, right? He understands English, Spanish. All of it. All of it, right? Whatever language that are out there, but that spiritual language, he has no clue. It's it's literally just a private language between you and God. So you're able to say things and, and to declare things in the spirit that are not um, captive. Like the devil can't take those captive. Um, so I love that you said, I love that testimony that immediately after you heard someone pray the prayer and accept it, like there was a change because I've seen it myself. And I was trying to explain that, like, no, they're like, just like you said, at the beginning of this podcast, he's a gentleman. 
And so the first thing, he's never, never going to force himself. He's all, he always needs to be invited. So I love, 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 love what you are doing, not only through your business, but really spreading the, the gospel. I feel like there's a shift in believers and there's a boldness that has come upon us. And we understand that it is time for us to really evangelize, right? And to you and to be the disciples that we have called us to do be. And just like I do that through this podcast, I know that you do it through your business. So I would love for you to tell us more about your company and what you are out here doing, um, helping folks, leading folks to Christ through your business. Sure. Well, it's LAC Birds is the business. Gospel Glass is the ministry. And I started drawing birds in co during COVID and I hadn't drawn anything in 10 years. I had a dream that I was drawing a bird for someone. I woke up the next day and pulled out some 10-year-old markers on some paper and started drawing birds. And when my ex-husband left, we ended up getting divorced. Uh, I got to a printer and started doing greeting cards. And then in January of 2022, the there was an envelope shortage. So I was like, okay, <laughs> what else can I do? So I, I found a studio where they you could go in and make fused glass. So I brought a drawing of a bird, an outline. I prayed really hard and I, I took all these broken pieces of glass and made this bird and it got fired and came out. And you know, I was reading the Old Testament about first fruits and I'm like, okay, this has to go to the church. So I told my pastor, I'm like, okay, I got to give this to you as first fruits. He's like, okay, <laughs> you know, sure. <laughs> okay, great. You know, he, he's been really great on my journey of like seeing me go through this and he prays for me, which is helpful. And so then I prayed with my friends to make us obedient to God's will the way Christ was. Mm. and because I had heard someone tell a story about that so we prayed that prayer and then God gave me gospel glasses the name for the birds and the metaphor and the meaning behind the birds that he gave me is that you know we come in and we're in a broken world and our lives are broken pieces mm. and even if something doesn't seem broken it's like you know we're just this pile of broken pieces and it's hard to keep together and it's it, it, we're very easily like moved and tossed around and things can just get disrupted very easily and things can get damaged very, very often. And, but when we come to Christ and we ask him to be our Lord and savior and for forgiveness, he makes us a new creation. Well, when these birds get fused in the kiln, you know, they're baked in the kiln, the glass all fuses together, it becomes one piece of glass. And then when God puts our, our whole, his Holy Spirit into us, we shine his light beautifully. Well, then all our colors come out. Well, that's what happens when the light comes through the glass. Wow. So the metaphor is that, you know, each bird is unique because it depends on the pieces that are used. And the things that wouldn't normally go together, wouldn't make sense, suddenly make each bird, it gives them their personality, makes them beautiful. So everything, you know, Romans 8.28 says that, you know, God uses everything for good according to his purpose to those who love him. Mm. And, you know, we have to be his, but every single thing that he's done in my life, I'm amazed at whether or not I, I share a story with someone who's going through something. I have a lot of compassion. Like I remember, you know, I'm 60 years old now. And I remember when I was in my twenties, people in my, in their forties, well, in their fifties and their sixties were always so nice to me. And I was, a, I was fit to be tied. I was really <laughs> like, I was such a mess. And I was just constantly, I felt like a whirling dervish. I didn't know what I was doing. I was having so much trouble and I was really trying to be okay. And they would just look at me and they'd be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. And I didn't get it. They were always so nice and they were so gentle and <laughs> they just, nothing really faced them about whatever I was going through. And now I see kids that, you know, 
uh, young adults and, you know, they might be doing whatever and maybe they're screwing up or doing something wrong. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You get to give back what we're Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's okay, you know, and they might be really worried about something. I'm like, it's okay. Yeah, no, just, it'll be all right. You know, it's okay. Just keep on living, like my grandma would say, just keep living. (laughs) Exactly. You know, I I love being older. You know, people want to be young. I'm like, oh gosh, I wouldn't go back there for anything, you know, (laughs) I just wouldn't, you know, it's like, no, I'm good. I'm really happy. And, you know, the thing that's cool, it's like with the with the Holy Spirit in us, we do have this eternal life that's mm-hmm. living inside of us. And however long we're going to live is however long we're going to live. And Jesus could be back anytime, you know, mm-hmm. with the things that are going on. It, he really could be showing up anytime now. But there isn't anything that I really worry about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I and I'm somebody who likes structure and I think if people are spending a lot of time alone and they don't have an opportunity to be with people who are going to be really encouraging or loving toward them, then that would, it would help them to find a group. So Mm -hmm. if they can find a Bible study, let's say they don't want to go to a church, maybe they can find a Bible, maybe they can find a woman's Bible study. You know, maybe they can find a group that's, you know, or find some, some some things online that they can listen to where they can start hearing the truth of God because faith comes from hearing and we need to hear the word and the thing that you know there were so many things when I started really diving down and I got into the Bible and started learning about the Bible I was so relieved I was so relieved because all these things that I felt inside of myself that were wrong I finally understood and the things that I would try to be and the world was telling me no I was, I was really following what God was trying to show me all along. Yeah. And the world is brutal. It just sucks, you know, and, and Satan's a big liar. It's like, oh yeah, I can give you this. It's like, yeah, you can't. (laughs) And no, you won't, you know, you won't and you can't. And, and, you know, and the other thing too, is that when I wasn't involved in a church and I've had different times where I wasn't in a church, when I was not in church, I was easily deceived. I was easily led astray. I was easily, you know, going down that that little trail of being an idiot again, mm-hmm. even as a believer, mm-hmm. you know, I needed to get into a, a solid church group and be, and I, I prayed to God, I, I wanted a church family and I have one now. And I really feel like it's so important for us to be together. You know, the early church, they got together all the time, you know, because we're going to love one another. And it's really easy to discern whether or not you're, in my opinion, it's easy for me to discern whether or not I'm with someone who's a real believer or not, because if someone's really a believer, they're kind and they're loving and they're caring and, you know, they're, they're speaking truth, you know, now maybe there's someone who's a believer who's struggling and having trouble and very, very negative, but I want to be with the people who truly have the peace of the Lord inside of them, Mm -hmm. you know, and who, you know, I want to be like Jesus. I want to be humble and gentle. I remember, I think I was 45, so I'm a new believer, and I and I got to, you know, hear the scripture. I think it's 1 Peter chapter 3, where the beauty of a woman is in her quiet and gentle spirit. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, and I wasn't quiet, and I didn't feel gentle, and I was like, you know, I'm not going to stay, you know, I'm not going, I'm not going to be 30 again, <laughs> you know? Right. And, and it's like, if my beauty is going to be in my quiet and gentle spirit, I better start working on it. Yeah, I really better start working on it. And what I really understood about it, too, is that, you know, it's about letting the spirit really express the spirit in me and be in me. 
and it it just it makes such a difference when I can be kind. Yeah. You know, if if there's nothing else I can do, if I can be kind and reassuring, then I've probably had a good day. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it just makes such a difference. So good, so good. Well. Laura, you have truly really ministered on today's podcast. And I just want to thank you for allowing God to use you and to speak through you and to, you know, just bring that peace and that calm that we can only, the only way to possess that, the only way the storm that's going on in the outside can be calmed is when we have a relationship with God. So I want to thank you for that. And I, I will definitely leave all of her information in the show notes for you guys to get in contact with her, for you to check out her um, her glass pieces. Um, one of my friends says that she often hears um, or she, she spills like God's talking to her through birds. So when you said that, I was like, oh, I hope she listens to this podcast because I know it will be a ministry to her and a testimony to her. So until next week, TWT family, remember to live a life to inspire and not impress. Remember to lift as you climb. Remember to allow God to turn your trials into treasures and and remember to give God the permission to fully restore you. Until next week, bye-bye.